Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Elevate Your Brand. I, of course, am your host, Laurel Mintz, and I'm joined today by Connie Lowe, who is the co-founder of Three Ships Beauty. Connie, thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me today, Laurel. Uh, So tell us about Three Ships Beauty and what your mission is and what you're doing in the world. Yeah, so Three Ships is on a mission to be the most effective natural beauty brand on the planet. Um, The reason why we started this brand at the age of 23 with like $4,000 in savings is because my co-founder, Laura, and I were two frustrated, broke college grads who could not justify spending hundreds of dollars on high-quality natural skincare, and we didn't want to have to settle for something that was cheap and ineffective from a drugstore. So that's really where the idea for Three Ships was born. Um, As I mentioned, we each had two grand. Uh, Everything started by being hand made in my apartment kitchen for the first year and a half. And then after that, we moved into my parents' basement, which was a whole other thing. And uh, yeah, we went full-time a year and a half into it. And fast forward today, we rebranded to Three Ships in July of 2020. You can find us at stores like Credo Beauty and the Detox Market and Whole Foods in Northern California. Um, And we have a full line of 18 products uh, ranging from cleansers all the way to serums and moisturizers. Uh, it's such a great time to be in the clean beauty space. I think people are a couple of reasons. One, I think people are more excited and interested to try new brands. They are less brand loyal than they used to be to those big, big brands. Um, and two, you know, where uh, green beauty brands used to be not as uh, efficacious, I think now it's your point. There are so many great beauty brands out there like Three Ships that really does work. And that is not something that you have to compromise any longer. So I think it's there's no time like the present to be in this space. Yeah, hundred percent. And honestly, like there's this really common misconception that natural doesn't work as well as mm-hmm. synthetic clinical. And that's really what we're fueled by. Like this misconception is what we want to disprove. Um, so we only use science-backed ingredients. We don't use any filler ingredients in our products. Um, we've won five beauty awards in the last year alone. So I think those are really good proof point um, of how effective the products are. And we also have a board certified dermatologist. Uh, she's one of Canada's top derms and she actually vets all of our formulations and ensures that they're safe for all skin types. So these are just a wow. few of the ways that we show that our products truly work. Um, also our repeat purchase rate is more than double the industry average in beauty. Uh, So yeah, for those who have not tried three ships, definitely get your hands on some (laughs) because I promise you're going to love them. Well, not just that, but you, I mean, your products are so good that frankly, some of them sell out. So that is uh, a challenge. If you see it available online, make sure you grab it, especially I think your night creams tend to Um, sell out pretty quickly. I know it's sold out four times since launch. It only launched in October and it's been such a hassle trying to get it back in stock because supply chains, as you probably know, are crazy right now globally. Um, So what we always tell our customers is if you do see the product that you want in stock, snap it up when it is because. I can't guarantee that it'll be around in a week. (laughs) Well, and that's because it's literally a dream, which is the name of the night cream. (laughs) Um, I love that. Um, Well, you were talking about some of the ingredients uh, that you're using in the products. I'd love to go into a bit more detail on the, on the use of mushrooms and aloe and grape seed or grape stem rather and papaya and all these really cool ingredients. How did you find the, that those were the most efficacious to use and, and like why those as opposed to others? Take us through your process. That's a really good question. So maybe even to backtrack before 
our current development process because, you know, Laura and I both were just two consumers. We did not have experience or funding. Um, so we didn't know anyone in the beauty industry. We kind of just figured it out on our own. So when we first started, formulations were done literally in my apartment kitchen with mixing bowls and little droppers. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, it was such a little side hustle. And Google was our best friend. We would literally just search like, what are the best natural ingredients for acne? What are the best natural ingredients for dry skin? And then we would tinker around. We found this manufacturer or a supplier um, around a 30 minute drive from my apartment. And we would just go there and buy small uh, batches of the ingredients. So let's just say like fractionated coconut oil or like certain, you know, um, oils like camellia seed oil, which is actually what Japanese geishas are known to use for their skin. And from there, we started tinkering around making our own formulas. Then once we scaled, we started working with co-manufacturers or within the beauty industry you call these co-mans. So we have three mm -hmm. co-mans in Toronto, which is where we're based. Um, we really try to keep things local, not only to support local, but because it's better for the environment. Um, and then with these co-mans, they actually have teams of cosmetic chemists that we can use their services of. So we work with these chemists to find the best new revolutionary plant-based ingredients. Um, so that's how it works on the back end. But we actually also work with our customers on the front end to choose which products to make. So it's not only just like an ingredient story and then we make a product it's actually coming from both sides so the the way this works is we put up an instagram story every time we're about to launch a new product and we ask our audience a very simple question which is what are the next products you want us to make we filter through the hundreds of responses and we take the top three most requested products and these are the ones that we choose to develop next then from there, we actually turn back to our audience on Instagram and we tell them, if you want a night cream, what are the benefits you're looking for? So for example, with Dream, the top benefit that people were looking for was resurfacing and regenerating skin overnight. They also said they wanted something that was fragrance free and good for sensitive skin. So then we take this data and we go back to our chemist and say, well, what are the ingredients that make sense for a formula like this? And that's that. we, you know, settle on a bile retinol uh, because that is a safe plant-based alternative to traditional retinol so it's safe for pregnancy safe for sensitive skin but also super effective right I mean that's yeah that's the other thing I love that you crowdsource these answers you know my day job is that we're on the marketing side and so we have brands like this come to us all the time and they ask us these questions and I'm always like why aren't you asking your audience these questions you literally have a whole cache of people yeah. via your email list or your social channels where you can go out and crowdsource these answers from don't ask me my opinion my opinion is just that an opinion go ask yeah. for real data points you literally know your audience best and yeah. like we not only get their opinion on what ingredients to use or what benefits they want but we even send out 50 little sample sizes of our favorite formula before it launches and we actually send these to real customers with different skin types ages ethnicities and then we send them a survey with 30 detailed questions after they use the product for two weeks to get their feedback and if we see any negative feedback whether it be about scent or texture or formula um, we actually iterate the formula before launching so we are truly working hand in hand with our consumer, um, which, you know, a very common question we get asked is like, how do you fight against the big guys? Well, I think this is one of the best ways um, or best examples to show mm -hmm. this because a large, you know, PNG or Estee Lauder, although I love those companies, um, they just could not do something like this. And their development processes are so long and already so ingrained in their like practices that they wouldn't change it to do this. Yeah, I think it's so smart. Well, Estee Lauder is not having such a good time right now, right? Didn't they just declare bankruptcy? That was, I think, a huge shock to a lot of people. Wasn't that Revlon? 
Oh, it was, it was Revlon. You're right. I mean, it's all this very similarly, you know, categorized in my opinion, but yeah. that is to my point earlier that brand that uh, consumers are willing and able to try new brands like three ships because they're just tired of these big behemoth brands that aren't listening to them. Like a three ships is exactly. I love that. Um, so talk about the name three ships. What does that mean? Where did that come from? You know, I'm a brand girl, so I have to understand that <laughs> side of the story. Yeah, you're going to like this one. So when Laura and I were thinking of a brand name, um, we had a couple of things that we wanted to keep in mind. So one was we didn't want something that was overly feminine because to us, skin is skin and all genders can use our products. We're not only mm -hmm. a woman skincare brand. Um, so that was one thing. We didn't want something that was like, you know, rose or like uh, plant apothecary. We also didn't want something that was going to keep us within skincare. So we didn't want skin to be in the name. So we came across the story of the discovery of the fountain of youth, which of course we know is not a real place. But what was really cool about the story is that compared with most explorers at the time who would have dozens of boats in their fleet, this explorer was known for only having three ships. And Laura and I really liked this story because it resonates with our less is more philosophy. We believe that you don't need to spend hundreds of dollars to have great skin and you don't necessarily need to have a 12 step routine if you just don't have the time. So it was like a cheeky way to tie into that less is more philosophy because we're all about pairing things back. It's so good. I mean, Connie, you really are a PR dream. I mean, it's <laughs> unbelievable. You know your product so well, you know your audience so well, you're such a clear um, and concise storyteller. Um, and not to mention that the products are just freaking great. And, and, and the price points are unbelievable. How do you do that? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, to be honest, within the beauty space, brands just mark up their products like crazy. And this is what Laura and I were so shocked by when we started researching the products out there when we were launching the company back in 2017. And that's why our mission is really about providing accessible products. And that's also, to be honest, why we've been able to land all these retail partners like Credo and Detox and Whole Foods, because they love the formula and the efficacy. We meet their ingredient standards. And then they're like, oh my gosh, your products are like a third of the price of the other products in the assortment. So not only are we not cannibalizing sales from those other brands, we're actually bringing in net new customers. So the way that we're able to keep our prices so low is first of all, just not marking up the products as much as other brands. We really do keep our margins quite slim. Second thing is we use stock packaging. So if you think about packaging, um, a lot of brands' product costs go into the packaging and marketing. So what we do is we just get um, larger bulk quantities of the same bottles that we can use across different products. So for example, the same bottle we'll use for our Purify cleanser and then also for our toners and also for our cleansing oils. So by doing so, we get economies of scale because we buy in bulk and then we customize the printing of them. And then another way that we keep our prices so low is we don't use filler ingredients. So I mentioned this briefly earlier, but filler ingredients are any ingredients that don't have a proven purpose. And to be honest, we think they should not be in the products. And what customers don't realize is when you see a long ingredient list from a brand that you use, what you don't know is that you're actually paying for a lot of those fillers because the cost of the ingredients just being passed down to the customer. So for us, what we do is we actually focus on what we can actively remove from the formulas when we're developing them instead of adding fancy fillers like pearl extracts or gold flakes that don't do anything for your skin and they're really just there for marketing and so by keeping the ingredient list mm -hmm. short not only do we pass along the cost saving to the customer but it also means that the ingredients that are in there are more efficacious because they're at higher percents in the formula wow i mean i, <laughs> I swear <laughs> to god you are like a pr dream unbelievable great 
that again. So I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Amazing. Um, we're going to take a really quick break. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Mexi Craft Tequila Seltzer. It is a top shelf tequila seltzer made with craft tequila from Jalisco, Mexico, real juice, and sparkling water. Each can contains a shot and a half of premium Blanco tequila, which y'all know is my favorite, and no more than three grams of sugar for those of you watching that. You can get it in Whole Foods in Southern California or order it online at MexiSeltzer.com. Follow them on IG at MexiSeltzer and use Podcast 20 for 20% off your first order. Thanks for sticking with us. And if you're just tuning in, I am chatting with Connie Lowe, who is the co-founder of Three Ships Beauty. Um, Before the break, we were talking about how your price model works. And I think it's so brilliant using packaging for multiple products that you can buy in bulk. And as you said, have an economies of scale. Take us back. Like, so what did you major in in college? Like, what is your background that you decided other than the need personally, that you could go out and launch a brand in this category? Because you just sound like you have it all down from marketing to packaging to price and costing structures to ingredients. I mean, you're quite brilliant. So tell us where where did that come from? Thanks, Laurel. And I mean, I hope the takeaway from the story for your listeners is that even if you don't have experience or funding, you truly can create your own business if you just have you know, a vision for how you want to change the industry, because neither my co-founder, Laura, or I had any connections or experience. So my background is um, I really grew up in an entrepreneurial household because my dad is an entrepreneur, and I did get really influenced by him from a young age. Um, I remember being as young as six and going with him on business uh, trips to like Brazil and to Germany and just seeing how he would pitch products to different markets. So definitely would say that that helped um, guide me towards this path of creating a startup. And then at the same time, my mom influenced me because she's super into holistic remedies and was always using like the most revolutionary natural ingredients. I remember when I was a kid, I used to complain all the time because she would always make us use like shampoo bars from natural ingredients. And I remember being six and I was like, can I just use normal people shampoo and use And my mom was like, you're going to trust, like in the future, you're going to thank me. And now I can see where she's coming from because I know that shampoo bars are all the rage. Um, But I remember when I was a preteen, I started to develop acne. And my mom was like, why don't you try natural ingredients? Because I had already spent hours and hours, you know, in the drugstore looking for the harshest benzoyl peroxides. And, you know, I did use the apricot scrub and nothing worked for me. And so my mom's like, why don't you just try using something natural? So I had nothing to lose. I Googled it and I started to create my own face masks. So I used oatmeal, which is really calming. Also green tea, which is brightening. I also use egg uh, white, which is tightening. Um, And just mash them all together with banana as a binding agent, which is also brightening. And I actually started to see results, which is wild. So that's really what got me into natural. Um, At the same time, though, I never really thought that I could make a passion into a full-time gig, especially in high school. So I went to school for business um, at Queen's University, which is in Toronto, or sorry, near Toronto in Canada. Uh, And I loved, you know, learning about marketing and sales and, you know, packaging and everything that you mentioned earlier. Um, I went into marketing and sales when I graduated. And during that time is when I met Laura, my co-founder. So I actually was not even intending to start a skincare line until I met her. And it was actually her who had the original idea for Three Ships. So she was looking for someone to talk to about this natural, affordable skincare brand. And my friend from middle school remembered that I used to be the crazy girl who would mash bananas (laughs) and cream tea. And he was like, why don't you talk to my crazy friend, Connie, because she's like a true natural beauty lover and has been for years. So she showed me her product um, and just wanted to get my thoughts on it. 
we were supposed to meet for a 30 minute dinner, ended up becoming a three hour business meeting. And at the end of that night, she turned to me and was like, do you just want to be my co-founder? Yeah, we've got to do this. That's amazing. I love when it happens so organically. No pun intended, of course. So organically. I love that. (laughs) And then like, honestly, it was like the universe just made it happen because, you know, I had the interest in natural, but really wanted to start something on my own, but didn't have the idea. And Laura had the idea, but wanted a co-founder. So we literally started the next day. Wow. That's so inspiring, Connie. I love this story. I love that you had an entrepreneurial background and the mom who was into like the more like organic holistic stuff. My mom was that way too. And I was like, ugh, uh, I totally get that vibe. Yeah. She was more on the health food side. So it was like carobs and stuff like that. I was like, nah, and like, like seek helps and all these things that now everyone oh, wants, you know? No, my mom was the same. She would blend. She was the worst. She would literally <laughs> blend asparagus and cold press asparagus and make my sister and I drink it. Oh. And we would call it the alien juice because we were like, it was green and disgusting. Oh. And she would also like hide beans into all of our food. So we asked her once, like, can you make us chocolate muffins? And she never said yes. And this one time she was like, sure. And then she made it. And then we bit into it and realized that she had just like hid all these kidney beans in it. Like everything was <laughs> always made healthier, which now I appreciate. Yeah. But back then I just wanted, you know, Skittles and fruit roll-ups. Oh my gosh. I feel you, girl. And you and I are on the same flavor profile tips. Skittles and fruit roll-ups any day, all day. I love it. Oh um, um, yeah. So now that you have a couple of, how many years now under the belt of, for the for three ships? Two? Yeah. So we started five years five. ago under oh, a different okay. brand name and then we rebranded to three ships in 2020. So it's been a little under two years. Got it. So now looking back, would love to hear what some of the big lessons along the way so you can share with our audience who might be thinking about starting their own businesses. Ooh, I like that question. Okay. So one of the first things I would say is definitely just to start. Um, I think a lot of people who are thinking of starting a business tend to wait until it's perfect or they're not sure and they don't want to tell people about it because they don't want to be embarrassed. So one of my favorite quotes comes from one of the co-founders of LinkedIn, Reid Hoffman, and it I'm paraphrasing, but essentially it goes, if you're not embarrassed by your first product, then you've launched too late. Mm -hmm. And so what Laura and I did is when we first met, we set an artificial launch date of three months after we met, which was like a quick turnaround. Yeah, that's a little insane. Yeah, it was. And I'm so surprised that we ended up pulling it off. But we knew that if we had, you know, set something for a year out, we might never have launched. And in that time, since we launched, like, after only three months, we actually got a lot of customer feedback about the products by going to farmers markets and craft fairs on the weekends. And we were able to iterate the formula so much over that additional nine months that we would have had over launching a year later. So I think like definitely launching before you're ready is super important because then you can get feedback. Mm. Um, what you did is what we call high velocity testing, basically. It's a it's very much a tech model um, conversation usually, but I think it works in product um, modeling as well, where you're just like, get out the first product, figure out yeah. what works and what doesn't, test it in the market and iterate, iterate, iterate. And that sounds like exactly what you did. Yeah. we like Our minimum viable product was literally this plastic jar that had these three inch cotton rounds inside that would rattle inside the jar because the jar was not perfect fitted for the product. We had um, bought a $300 laser printer and printed our own labels because custom labels are really expensive. Um, And we just did that all ourselves. So definitely a big fan of launching an MVP and then iterating from there. 
Um, another piece of advice I would give is to ask as many people as you can for help. Um, you'll be surprised by how many people are A, willing to help, or B, if they don't know how to help you, they probably know someone in their network who can. So because Laura and I only had $2,000 each in our bank accounts when we started the company, we had to rely on a lot of friends and family and our networks um, to do really basic things. So for example, one of Laura's uncles is a trademark lawyer. Um, so even though it was very different than um, what we were trying to, like his experience is very different in the legal world than what we were looking for. We asked him for advice about when it comes to incorporating. So that way we wouldn't have to pay like a couple thousand dollars and we only spent like 800 bucks to self-incorporate. Um, so I think like always being willing to ask for help is something that not enough people do. I totally agree with you on that. I, you know, I speak a lot around the country and I always offer my personal information on those, on those webinars and speaking gigs and very few people reach out. It always tells me. Oh my gosh. I always email out on podcasts or like even like panels, especially um, when we do panels with colleges, because I'm a really big fan of supporting the next generation of founders, especially founders. And I always say like, Hey, my email is Kanye three ships, beauty.com. If you have any questions about your career or like startups or beauty, just shoot me an email. And I think I can count on like three, like literally three fingers, like three people have it's wild. It's wild. Um, I know you had one more um, uh, tip, it sounded like, but we have to take another quick break. We'll be right back. Hi, guys. Me again. I wanted to take a quick break to tell you more about our award-winning marketing agency, Elevate My Brand. We're a full-service digital and experiential agency, meaning we do it all, from event management to content creation, branding, web design, and social media. We're a small but scrappy team of both data nerds and quirky creatives, and we're here to make you look good. After this episode, let's chat about how we can elevate your brand and take you to the next level. All right. Thanks for sticking with us. I am chatting with Connie Lowe, who's the co-founder of Three Ships Beauty. Right before the break, we were talking about best practices or lessons you've learned along the way. Was there one more you wanted to offer? Yeah. So this one's more of just like a tactical one that I didn't know until we launched the company. So if I could go back, um, if you do have a full-time job and you're thinking of quitting to start your startup, I would get your lines of credit and like your debt through um, your bank before you go full-time, because then at least you have a full-time salary from another company to use to get that debt. Because when Laura and I, and credit cards, um, because when Laura and I started Three Ships, we only applied for all these things after we went full time. So our salary went from, you know, our nine to five jobs to zero. And so we had nothing to show for it. So the bank gave us very little lines of credit, which makes sense. So I would definitely recommend that if you do have a full time job, but you are thinking of quitting your job eventually to start your side hustle, um, get all your ducks in a row financially, because that's something I wish we could go back and redo. So smart. And it's such BS, let's be honest. Like when you need money, uh, you can't ever get it. And when yep. you have it, you can get whatever you want. It's just, again, just wild to me. I, um, I did the same thing. I started from zero and no one said yes to me on lines of credit until I was like three years into the business, which was, it was just, it, that's not when you need it the most. You know what I mean? So I think that that piece of advice is a chef's kiss gold, Connie, because for anyone listening in who's thinking about uh, starting a company, you need some runway. I don't care if it's a few thousand dollars or a few hundred thousand dollars because you're making something, you know, bigger. But I think that is a brilliant, brilliant little piece of um, of information that you shared. So thank you for that. That one's very actionable. 
In the last few minutes we have left, I always like to shift and talk a bit about you as the founder. So these are going to be some quick fire questions. Just answer whatever is top of mind for you. The first question is, uh, what is the one thing you could not live without during the pandemic? You can't say your partner and you can't say your product. I was literally about to say my partner. I know. I know you. I can't say my dog, right? You can say your dog. Absolutely. I, say, I think my dog's my husband. Uh, well, we did get a dog over COVID, um, but I would definitely also say my journal. I'm a huge fan of journaling, and that got me through some dark times over COVID. I got really lonely at certain points, and journaling about your thoughts and you know what's going through your mind can really help you. Um, so I would definitely say a journal. And my I, dog. Love that. I have two dogs myself and a husband, and I journal daily as well. Is there a journal that you recommend? Do you just freehand, or do you have a like? Do you do the the five minute journal? Yeah. So I have a couple. So I do have the five minute journal, which I do in the morning um, and at night. And I also have the productivity planner. That's less mm-hmm. of a journal though. And then I do also just use like a blank journal for a diary and you can find prompts online. Um, I do like the future self journaling mm-hmm. prompts uh, that will take you probably around five minutes to do future it. Future of self. I'm literally putting that into my Google search right now so I can find it. Yeah, future self. I love that. Uh, Mark Manson. Yes. Um, fantastic. Next question is, um, what is your go-to vice of choice if you're having a bad day? Ooh, vice of choice. Ooh, I thought I said advice. I was like, huh. Um, okay, I love popcorn. <laughs> like, And I know I've said this before to a friend, and they were like, that's not a vice. But I eat it all the time when I'm stressed. Like, I can literally demolish a whole bag of popcorn in one sitting. My favorite is the, uh, what's it called? The Himalayan gold from Lesser Evil. It tastes like movie theater popcorn, but it's based on mm, Yeah, Lesser Evil has really great products. Um, I want to go backwards for one second. I just want to acknowledge and say thank you for sharing with our audience the fact that you had some dark days during during the pandemic. I think it's so important to acknowledge mental health challenges and that everyone went through their own issues because you clearly come off as such a self-assured, positive, upbeat person. And I, I just want to say thank you for being vulnerable for that. Honestly, I'm a really big fan of being vocal about these things. And, you know, literally two days ago, like literally on Monday, I know we're this podcast will come out later, but um, I had a one-on-one with my co-founder where I just like (laughs) cried at her. So I was like, Laura, I am so burnt out right now. Um, And I didn't realize that it was burnout because all these symptoms had come up one by one, but I was becoming more forgetful. Um, I was becoming more cynical. I was feeling detached from other people. I I was exhausted, but I couldn't Mm. sleep. And then once I Googled them all together, I'm like, okay, obviously uh, it's burnout. And so I just wanted to tell your audience, like, it's totally fine to go through these things. And um, I'm a really big fan of showing both sides because I think social media just is yeah. awful for just showing highlight reels. Um, and, you know, if you do check out Three Ships um, Instagram, you'll see a lot of the behind the scenes of starting a company. Um, and I really love that about our brands because we're not here to pretend to be an overnight success. We're really far from that. Um, and you can see that in our like TikTok content and our Instagram feed. So yeah, definitely check it out to get some uh, So share, us, share with us your handles and your, your URL aside from obviously being available in Credo Beauty and the Detox Market. Yeah. So you can find us on Instagram at three ships beauty. It's all spelled out. Um, same with on our site, it's three ships Um, and then I would say those would, those two would be the biggest ones and they can email us at hello at three ships beauty.com. If, or if you want to be a product tester, apparently. <laughs> yes. We're always looking for new product testers. I love it. Um, last question is, uh, well, no, actually I have two more. One, the, the, the next question is if you could wave a magic wand and have anything happen for your company right now, what would that look like? 
no supply chain issues. That's been a feel that. In fact, I feel that so much that I was out at a cocktail bar in my local area and they had a drink that was literally called supply chain issues. How hilarious is that? Oh my gosh, I need that. What was it? It was like, uh, it was a kumquat um, cocktail with uh, vodka. It was quite delicious, I have to say. A little little tart, a little sweet. It was great. It really did. It got you over after the second one, of course, uh, your concerns over supply chain issues, at least in that moment. Oh my gosh, I love that. That's such a cute name. Okay, my final question is, what is your favorite word and why? This could be something that has had meaning to you over time or something that just pops into your head for today's conversation. Okay. Well, I have two. So one is resilience. I think that um, Three Ships as a story really shows our entire team's resilience. I mean, I know we didn't really get to touch on some of this, but my co-founder was diagnosed with a brain tumor at the age of 26. So that was around two and a half years ago. Um, And she had a 10 hour surgery the week before the COVID lockdown. She woke up and literally thought that she had died because she was like, why is the world shut down essentially? Um, So that like That story in itself, I think, is one of the resilience. Um, We also hired our entire team over the course of the pandemic. It was just the two of us before. We've had a lot of experiences of just having to push through and persevere. And then the other word on a more personal level is just breathe. Um, I always tell myself, like, if I were to get a tattoo, which I've been kind of like going back and forth about because I know my parents (laughs) would kill me, even though I'm always Um, but it would definitely be something to do with the theme of like, stop, like breathe, intentionality, mindfulness, pausing. Um, because I think that so much of today's society rewards go, go, go and productivity and hustle, hustle culture. And, um, I've definitely fallen trapped to that. So I think, you know, that's the other word that I'm really trying to, you know, have in the forefront, um, in my day to day today. I think that is such wise, those are such wise words. I love all of that. In fact, you inspired me. I'm going to go to my meditation after this and try and be a little more present in my day today. Um, any final words um, of wisdom for our audience before we wrap things up? Um, well, one last piece of advice is if you are listening and you're still in school, um, definitely try to get some sales experience, whether that be a customer service job or working at your local mall or even taking a sales job after graduating if you're not sure what you want to do. Um, because my co-founder, Laura, and I both say that a lot of our success has come to the fact that we both have sales experience. Um, so I used to work at Club Monaco as a part-time job, and then I worked in marketing and sales, and same with Laura. And sales can help you in so many aspects. It's not just selling to your customer. It's also selling the vision of your company to future hires. It's selling your company to investors to potentially invest in you. It's even like selling the idea of your dream to yourself sometimes so when you're true. feeling low. So true. So I think sales is a very underrated skill. Um, And if you do want a good book about it, there's one called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. He's a former FBI I know Chris personally. He's such a great guy. Yeah, he's awesome. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. I love his book and it's like the one I always recommend. Wow. I'm going to have to eat up later. He's a badass for sure. I wouldn't want to be in the same room negotiating with him. That's for damn sure. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Um, Well, thank you so much for your time today, Connie. You clearly have so much passion and excitement around this industry, your own story, and sharing this amazing product line with the world. So thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today. Thanks so much for having me, Laurel. I'm really looking forward to hearing it go live. Let you know when that happens. And thanks to everyone who tuned in. Stay tuned for more from Elevate Your Brand coming up next.